0: Now what are you watching? What are you guys watching? What are you watching? What are you watching, guys? What's this show? Is it new? What is this show? What are you watching? What are you watching?
1: (laughs) What are you watching? Okay, that's it. That's enough screen time, people. Let's all take a 10-minute break.
0: No more TV. Turn it off now.
1: Welcome back to another rousing episode of Screen Time is Cancelled. I'm Erin.
0: And I'm Andy. And everything's on fire. (laughs) Yeah. It's January 6th as we record this, and if yeah. you live on Earth and are aware of the news going on in America, everything's on fire, and we're going to talk to you about polypockets.
1: Pockets. Yep. Accurate.
0: So, that's great. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if we keep smiling and laughing, it's fine. Uh-huh. And hopefully for the next, you know, however long we do this for, and uh, both our recording and people listening to this, we can help transport you to a place where everything's not on fire. Uh-huh. Just if for a moment.
1: Uh-huh. Not a, a dystopia where we are. Yeah. It's Polly Pocket Land.
0: Maybe you're in a better place.
1: Did y'all know they made a Polly Pocket TV show? Because I did not until about 26 minutes ago.
0: What's your history with Polly Pocket? Tell us about Polly Pocket and you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh... Okay. What are your
0: feelings about Polly Pocket? God. did you have polypockets when you were a kid yes okay (laughs) Uh, it's
1: just such a weird way to ask me i was lost i've always really enjoyed tiny things Mm -hmm. always still do basically anything tiny if especially if it's supposed to be large and it's tiny (laughs) so like you know teacup animals or like dollhouses or that sort of thing
0: but things that are tiny that are supposed to be tiny like grains of sand
1: kittens named bear or moose sure you know, sure. that sort of stuff. So of course, anyway, uh, when Polly Pockets came out, I was totally into them. And then on top of that, Polly Pockets at one point released like a jewel Polly Pocket set or something where the each of the pockets, pocket compact things that they were had like a gem on top. Mm. Um, And I don't remember if there was anything else cool about them. But, but I had to have at least one of those. And I did just one, I think, though. I had. I would guess like six of them I didn't have I think I had one decent sized one but none of the like super big ones that probably ended up being like 60 or 80 bucks like way more than my parents were willing to spend understandably they did not need to buy me that ridiculous crap for that much money (laughs) what they bought me was plenty. But they were really cool. It was like, it was a miniature. I'm glad to see
0: you don't still harbor resentment for not getting a sweet Polly Pocket set when you were a kid.
1: No, but you know what? Remind me, I would love to look at photos of the old Polly Pockets. They look point. really cool. I've looked at them. They I look would really love cool. to, to look at the ones that I had and then the ones that I never got and just kind of.
0: Some of the, the vintage ones before they were bought by Mattel are really expensive. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, not like. Beanie Baby. Well, yeah, not like Beanie Baby at its height expensive, but like a couple hundred bucks.
1: I wonder if any of mine are still in my parents' basement. That would be cool.
0: You'd have real money out down there.
1: I'm, pff, I'm not selling it <laughs> It's
0: mine. Look, we could be financing our son's college on t-
1: tiny little
0: makeup compact houses.
1: <laughs> so that's what I was starting to say, is they were essentially oversized makeup compacts, although some of them were actually about the size of a makeup compact and then you they open like a clamshell for the most part some of them were shaped like hearts or stars or whatever kind of depended on the theme and then you open it up on the inside and it's like this little um uh scene i guess because uh, yeah. it wasn't always a house
0: no, sometimes I, it was like a store or well, like yeah, a Yeah, like mall. I think I had a
1: beachfront one or like oh, a mermaid yeah. one or something. So there was water and a, do- a dock and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a house too. So I don't know. It was just really cool. And then it had little tiny people that you could walk around and they could like fit in the beds or the chairs. And
0: Am I remembering correctly that the people were like, they basically stood on little round bases? And yes. They... So you
1: could snap them into a spot or two.
0: And they would bend at the hip and yep. that was it? Yep. Like they didn't have any other articulated parts? Correct. Okay.
1: And then I think, you know, as I aged out of that mm-hmm. in the, I don't know, mid to late nineties, sh-
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, they continued. Polly is like kind of stuck around somehow. And I think the toys have gotten bigger. I think they now have articulated parts and yes, possibly my sister had, faux hair and things like that.
0: My sister had a bunch of them. They went through like three stages. And a little bit of history, because I thought this was kind of interesting. They came from a guy named Chris Wiggs in 1983, who made a little dollhouse out of a makeup compact for his daughter. And then decided to license the concept to a company called Bluebird Toys in England and make these these as a toy.
1: I was going to make a joke and say that he must paint Warhammer figurines, but then I realized I have no idea how long Warhammer has been around and if that's actually a relevant joke to make <laughs> for, what, the 80s, you said? I think, so. I think Warhammer's been around a long
0: time. I really don't know much about it at all.
1: I don't know how long the figure—me either. It was, it was an offhanded joke. I, no, it was... I know enough to make the joke. <laughs>
0: that's about <laughs> but it. But not to know if the joke <laughs> makes nope, sense. absolutely
1: not. Or if the—yeah, t- <laughs> time, none of it.
0: That describes 90% of the things I know about. <laughs> But he made these this, these toys for his daughter, and they were the, as you described, little makeup compacts. And then at some point, they got larger, and they had weird rubber clothes. Oh. So, like, they were all, like, this kind of silicon like, rubber. like, pick up hair and, oh, and yeah, dust yeah. and stuff? Uh, oh, yeah,
1: I hate that. I hate uh, it so much.
0: But you could, like, stretch them over, because it was still, like, an articulated doll, kind of, like, I don't know, about two inches tall, two and a half inches tall? My okay. sister had a bunch so of them. So
1: significantly bigger than yes, the original. Yes,
0: significantly bigger. The
1: original was, like... Less than a half an inch tall. Like yeah. Quarter, oh, yeah, they were they were maybe. tiny. Yeah.
0: I had one Polly Pocket when I was growing up. Did you? Well, because I had Mighty Max, which was Polly Pocket for boys. Was it
1: actually made by Polly Pocket,
0: though? No, different. Co- I think it was also made by Mattel, but I think it was okay. after they had acquired Polly Pocket. Gotcha. As its own thing. Yeah. But it was basically like instead of... I remember Mighty Max. Yeah. Or just for anyone who was unaware of it. Sure, Because sure. Theoretically, someone else listens to this conversation. Yeah, Mighty Max was basically Polly Pocket with monsters and stabbing. Mm -hmm. They were they were shaped instead of like makeup compacts, they'd be shaped like monster heads. And then when you open it up, it was like a scientist's evil lab or a temple that a mummy was in or something. And Mighty Max was basically Polly Pocket, but he was always carrying around like a stick he'd hit things with or something like that.
1: I like the idea of it being a temple that a mummy was in, (laughs) like it's like a tourist trap. (laughs) Like one time we had a mummy here (laughs) and it's tiny. Come on in.
0: Uh, But I, I bought a Polly pocket. I remember at at, uh, a Toys R Us over by the West farms mall, which uh, you never went into because I think it closed before, before you moved down here. I remember being in that Toys R Us and buying it because I thought it would be cool if Max had a house. Mm. So he had like a base of operations. And so I bought a Polly pocket because I figured they were the same size and he would, and he did fit in there. I think about the same size and, Polly Pocket was like his friend or his mom or something like that
1: did anybody make fun of you for having a I don't know pink thing or whatever it was you know
0: I remember explaining it to people a lot why I had in my collection of Mighty Max I probably had 10 or 15 Mighty Max toys by the end of it yeah it was one of those I think like that was the toy that year that I was into Mm -hmm. so I got a couple of them for Christmas and they made some like tiny ones that were I think Polly Pocket had similar tiny ones that were lockets like that would go on like the end of a
1: yeah, that sounds familiar. A pendant. I don't, I don't think I had one, but and it was a
0: really small, like like a little two room house or something. Yeah, I got a bunch of those in stocking stuffers in the poly Pocket. But once I explained, it's like no, this is his house. I wanted him to have a, and People kind of
1: oh okay, all right, nostalgia powers that be. Mm-hmm. Kit uh, Caboodle kits came back. Yep, and any other manner of nineties and eighties culture and dumb stuff. They brought Surge back. Mm-hmm. Zima. Like, all kinds of this crap. And
0: those both taste gross. Yeah.
1: Bring back original Polly Pockets, please.
0: Yeah. That would be really cool. So that, that's the basic idea of Polly Pocket, yeah. is it's tiny little person. And the Polly Pocket TV show is kind of like that-ish. in A little kind yeah, of. Yeah.
1: I don't know if Polly Pocket the toy had a backstory. But here we have the Polly Pocket TV show, where Polly apparently owns a locket, which mm-hmm. I guess makes sense. That can make her shrink to Polly Pocket size. However, apparently she can also shrink anybody who's touching her while she's wearing it. Or or anything. So that was an interesting twist. This episode that we watched, Tiny Escape, was episode 22 of season one. Mm -hmm. And there were some things in here that I would be interested to find out later if they are one-offs or if it's a recurring thing.
0: Yeah with this show is really happy because it's one of the few that we've seen that actually does the theme song that tells you the premise of the show. Yeah. It very clearly introduces here's Polly Pocket. She found a locket. She can grow. She can get small. She can grow big. There's some crazy woman that's trying to catch her and get the locket from her. Mm
1: -hmm. And oh my God, just from the opening, this is absolutely a show I would have watched. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't mind it all that much tonight. (laughs) It was definitely eye roll worthy. But it was fine.
0: It had real Secret World of Alex Mack vibes. Yeah. Of like, there's a young girl who has a power that people don't know about. That she and her friends get into trouble with.
1: Do you think your par- her parents know about it?
0: Do they? I don't know. I don't think so.
1: Where does she get all the tiny stuff?
0: Because she's got that machine. That she's got that 3D printer.
1: The three, but didn't the three D printer print something full size, and then she made it tiny? Yeah. So she's got a three D printer that prints her like a massage chair and a arcade console and
0: whatnot. Well, I guess if I could turn tiny, walking into a Brookstone, sitting in the massage chair, shrinking it down to pocket size, then bringing myself back up to full size and putting the massage chair in my pocket.
1: I mean, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's a good way. It's a good way to do theft. Yeah, but she's also supposed to be. I'm guessing in sixth grade.
0: Yeah, Maybe that seems fifth? about right, because she can't drive.
1: Right, and they still have recess.
0: But she was old enough to be home alone by herself. Oh, because remember her parents were at the dance competition at the end.
1: Right. Yeah. So she's got to be no. It's got to be gotta middle older school. Older than that, then it's got
0: to be like seventh, eighth grade.
1: So did you did you have recess that late in the game? No,
0: sixth I, grade was sixth the last year. Sixth grade was year.
1: the end. Yeah. Um. That's interesting. Maybe they just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, yeah, we got to do give, make them do something. How about a uh, recess?
0: Yeah. Or maybe the other way of like, their parents don't care. Look, we have to go to this dance competition. Yeah. And well, I, I, I don't care if I'm leaving my kid at home alone.
1: The age of being, uh, being allowed to be home alone varies by state, too. I, I think some states are pretty pretty young, like 13.
0: I think it's what 13 is, is still
1: a freshman, though, isn't it? Yeah, 13 is a freshman. So or I end of no eighth grade. I have no idea what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> it's, definitely not, it's definitely not sixth grade, which is whatever age. I, I can't... What, what age is we're sixth guessing. grade? Don't you have a good way to do it with your birth year in, in math and That's stuff? My
1: birth year tells me what uh, grade I was in. So in 1996, I was in sixth grade, for example. So
0: how old would you have been? I, math. 12? No. 11? When were you born?
1: Nine. <laughs> Ten no (laughs) No. (laughs) oh my god this is terrible none of this is getting cut I want this all
0: out there on the record well you looked 40 anyways
1: I was 8 no wait (laughs) I did the math for 92 damn it I was 12 in 94 I would have been 10 and in 96 I would have been 12
0: so you were 12 in 6th grade
1: yeah, I guess.
0: Why did we think thirteen-year-olds were in high school?
1: I don't know. Fourteen, I think, is is don't usually you get, young Don't you freshman. normally turn
0: sixteen? Like, don't you? Don't kids normally get their driver's license sophomore year, sophomore into junior?
1: I mean, I didn't get it until I was like twenty-two, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know. You and I are the, are are bad examples of that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, this is horrible television. I mean, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Whatever.
0: If you know what age Erin was when she was in sixth grade, please write to us, PO Box 963.
1: We walk in, uh, or we walk in,
0: oh my god. <laughs> so where we are, we walk into Polly Pockets' house, and what do we see but her parents dancing? Oh my god, so lame.
1: Well, <laughs> this bothers probably not many people, but they were cha chaing to generic surf rock. <laughs> like, this lady is chanting, one, two, three, cha-cha-cha. And they definitely weren't physically cha cha ching, but it was like generic surf
0: rock. Is it possible that they're just the kind of people, like she's the kind of mom that just says cha cha cha, like (laughs) when you're singing Happy Birthday, and they end every line of Happy Birthday with cha cha cha.
1: Like how moms say tarjé. Yeah,
0: or garbage.
1: It's entirely possible. This could be
0: one of those like that very slim line of mom jokes that exists in the world. Sure, makes sense. They get at that point. They get a call from the substitute teacher. That Polly Pocket has been bad at school. And her name is Polly Pocket. Yep. that's I I never thought of that being her name. I just thought of it was like, her name is Polly. And she's pocket-sized. And she's pocket-sized. Yep. But in this, her name is actually Polly Pocket.
1: And she has a nemesis.
0: Yes, she does.
1: Named Gwen, who I need to know more about. Because she seems like the female version of Romeo from PJ Masks. Where she's like... (laughs) Book smart, but not real common sense smart. And see, I was like female evil, evil geniuses. They don't happen all that often. Isma is one of the greatest evil characters ever.
0: Oh, she's so much fun. that I mean, oh, yeah. And Gwen and Gwen's great, too. I actually kind of got like a a dib and Zim vibe from her and Polly Pocket where it's but with Gwen, it seemed like she also didn't quite understand why she was her nemesis either. Because she didn't seem to understand the the purpose of getting Polly's locket, right? Or why it was important. She just knew that she was supposed to, and that her her gammy, her grandmother, grim what did she call her? her? Gigi. Gigi. Her Gigi wanted Polly's locket, and she needed to assist Gigi in getting it. And that it was they would be like feuding in the middle of class, and no one cared.
1: Yep, and and Polly seemed really confused as to what they were feuding about.
0: Yeah, very, very Invader Zim vibe there, which I really liked.
1: And here's here's one of the first things that I noticed that was said multiple times throughout the episode. And I'm curious if it's a recurring thing or if the showrunners are trying to be clever and create a catchphrase or something. But three, possibly four times, someone said that comment doesn't even make any sense. That exact phrase Mm. said by multiple characters. It was just weird to have it said that many times. (laughs) In one twenty-four minute episode,
0: it's not specific enough to really even be a catchphrase. No. So it's just like a a recurring joke,
1: I guess. But it's not a joke, and it's some of the comments do make sense. <laughs> and
0: so what? Yeah, so lines like that aren't actually as you point out; they're not really jokes.
1: It's you know what it is is it's meant for kids who are the age of Polly Pocket.
0: Yeah, and you know I what? can see
1: that being something that I would have said to. Basically anyone who said something I didn't understand or didn't like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) as a sixth grader.
0: Yep, that's the kind of thing that, like, if our son watched that, he would register that as a, here's a funny thing I can say to someone. He already
1: says that doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, and he he picks up lines like that from shows all the time and then reuses them in conversations. So, yeah, good job, Polly Pocket, for...
1: That weird earworm for children.
0: Did you... Because they get a call from a substitute teacher... I would not have thought of a substitute as someone who would call parents. No. You would, you, especially because, I mean, I guess
1: this dates us a bit, but, like, you would get sent home with a note. Yeah. Like No one would call. Maybe now, because there's, I don't know, texting and email and stuff. But, but
0: even, like, a sub. I, I, I remember being in classes where kids got in trouble with subs, and it was always when the teacher returned
1: right the teacher did something about it but i I guess it depends on how long she was sobbing for something like that
0: yeah and it seemed like because polly pocket talked about how normally she and miss fuss get along great and she likes miss fuss Mm -hmm. but not now
1: yeah she was acting very short-tempered yeah not unnecessarily cruel i don't think i think she was reacting to children of that age The way anybody with a short temper would.
0: Yes, but not not great for. Well, I guess for a substitute teacher, it's probably a little different expectations. But
1: yeah. Oh, I mean, patience and kindness would have gotten her a lot further. But again, it's like she wasn't. It's not like other kids shows where they're they're painting her out to be a witch or a monster or something. Right. She's just snapping at kids when they do something quicker than a normal teacher would, who might have some patience left. So, with her short temper, she suggests that they get started with. Sh- she starts and says, "We're we were going to start with show and tell, but I don't think anybody brought anything interesting anyway." <laughs> Just
0: like, like she's such a sad sack. All you kids are boring and you suck. So we're going to move on to something else.
1: So the one male friend of Polly and her pocket friends. Um,
0: <laughs> pocket friends. <laughs>
1: Brought in his sli- ghost slime simulator. Yep, which essentially is a slime balloon.
0: Yeah, it looked kind of like a like a
1: hot dog balloon, but filled with slime.
0: Yep, in the slime, they made f- frequent references to possibly just being avocado or guacamole.
1: Or or it made them think of like the facial, yeah, avocado facial sort of deal.
0: It was bright green and thick.
1: Yeah. So it explodes in the Miss Fuss's face because of course it does.
0: And she and, was not pleased about that.
1: No. Well, understandably, I mean, she's just gotten, you know, embarrassed and somebody exploded something unexpectedly on her face in the middle of a classroom, a professional setting. <laughs> and th- these children are, we are guessing sixth grade. Yep. And they have cell phones, which they're not supposed to have in class. I'm pretty sure that's standard, like, everywhere. And this one of Polly's friends' first instincts is to run up to this poor woman and get a selfie.
0: Yeah, not a great kid.
1: Absolutely take her phone away. That is the crappiest of crap things that you could do at that point. Also, put your phone away. You're not supposed to have it in class.
0: And this is something that... They made several references to these kids normally being good kids but it's Miss Foss's bad mood that's making them go to recess detention. Right. But all the way that they act throughout the whole episode is kind of like snotty kids. Yeah. Which is like fine they're in 6th grade they're acting like 6th graders but they're but... still
1: actively not following rules. Right. Even if they're mild rules they're still not doing the right things until the very end.
0: Right. And so they all get recess detention yep. from from this green goo exploding in Miss Foss's face. And Polly immediately uses that opportunity to cheat at recess detention.
1: Yeah. And immediately shrink into her pencil case, which she has outfitted with the aforementioned massage chair and uh, a pinball pong. machine and ping pong table and I guess music or something.
0: Yeah. And I was shocked to find out because my first thought was, oh, that pencil case is for sale. That's got to be a, like a Polly Pocket place. And as the as I can tell, that's not. Interesting. Because that seemed like a very obvious product, product integration thing there.
1: Well, after our Elf on a Shelf debacle this year. I,
0: I'm now, I'm like hypersensitive to it.
1: Yeah, man. All right. This pencil case that they're in, Miss Fuss comes back. Very quickly, even yep. though it's supposed to be recessed detention. So these children apparently get recessed, but it's for two minutes. Yep. <laughs> and then they have to come back inside. Polly hears her coming and has time to, you know, grow big and check it out, mm-hmm. but doesn't have time to grow her friends. Which no. seems dumb. They Why didn't they just all, all grow? All come out at
0: the same time. Yeah. And growing seems to take like a second and a half.
1: Yeah. Polly is playing with her pencil case because her tiny human friends are in it. And miss fuss takes the pencil case away so again she's not she's not actively disobeying a rule but she's still doing something that's kind of annoying yep she's being disruptive but she's being distracted by a pencil case are there stakes in the show (laughs) (laughs) by a pencil
0: case (laughs) well my thought like i was surprised that the teacher didn't go look what's in the pencil case right because that's what I would have assumed. Like, if I'm imagining myself in the situation, any of my teachers would have immediately taken the pencil case and said, "What is it? Your what is that? What is it about this pencil case that's so distracting you?"
1: Is that? I don't actually know because it's been a long time since I've been in a school setting. Is that like a personal property thing? Like, are teachers allowed to search bags or or personal property if there's no like threat or anything?
0: You know, let me put on my. I've listened to a couple of law podcasts one time, Pat here. (laughs) I think that there's something like some kind of... Nope, I'm not going to remember anything properly. Because I remember there was some kind of challenge as to whether or not there was an expectation of privacy for kids in school with their lockers in their backpack. And I don't remember what the answer was.
1: I would guess no, because I feel like locker searches is not only something I heard about happening in my school, but also something that happens on every teen television show ever. Right. But I was more thinking, like, again, if there's no threat, there's no thought of drugs, because these are sixth graders, although that's a terrifying thought. Yeah, but it's Um, also Polly
0: Pocket, so, like...
1: Right, yeah. But who knows? Either way, she didn't look inside the pencil case, so the poor tiny children get shoved into a drawer with the other girl's phone, who she, you know, took out for the selfie, um, among other things, and... Gwen, the amazing female evil silly genius or whatever you want to call her. She brought a fidget cube mm-hmm. on a necklace mm-hmm. because she wants to have a locket like Polly's. <laughs> and there's a, one side of the fidget cube is a button that lets out effectively a stink bomb.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. that seems like a good idea.
0: Yep. I I loved that. I think this may be the first time I've seen a fidget cube represented in some kind of media, like a TV show or movie. Yep. I've heard references to fin- fidget spinners, but I've never seen a actual fidget cube represented on screen.
1: When when was this show made?
0: I believe this season was 2018.
1: Oh, wow. So after Fidget... No, wait. Was it 2018 that fidget cubes were huge? Or was it...
0: I think it was 2017, 2018. Okay.
1: So, Alright. So at least maybe relevant. I got to say, I was also kind of disappointed that her dad wasn't just an inventor. Because mm. I was expecting, okay, she's she can go tiny. Mm-hmm. She has this locket that makes her go tiny. Okay, maybe her dad invented that. And maybe he also invented all of the tiny houses and things that she can play in. No, he and just seems just to she's be like a, a dude. She's a tiny spaceship. Am I correct? Like, Or what was that? Like a hovercraft? I think it
0: was supposed to be like a drone.
1: Okay, she has, a, she has a drone.
0: That she can sit in. It's yes. like a drone that can be piloted from within.
1: So the fact that all of these things and there's no like inventor in her family was just supremely disappointing. Or at least not that we saw in this episode.
0: The, dad inventors seem to be a common thing. Because remember the uh stew on Rugrats was an inventor too. He invented kids mm-hmm. toys. Yes.
1: While we're flipping the script, why don't we make mom the inventor? Mm. Yeah. you Go Polly Pocket. Fix it.
0: Women have ideas too sometimes. <laughs> I've heard. I have a discussion question. Oh, I don't know if you're allowed to raise those.
1: Oh, may I please?
0: Just this once.
1: Okay. Why do smart characters always have glasses and never dress cool? You know,
0: I don't know.
1: Like, when did glasses become synonymous with smart?
0: I mean, like, what are you, some kind of nerd that wants to see things? (laughs)
1: what you lack in proper eyesight you make up for in brain
0: power Mm -hmm. i I don't know where that came from it's like thinking back on nearly every kid's show that i watched the smart character always had always had glasses so
1: like barely related but do, do you remember what the term was that you came up with or not came up with but you found out about um referring to the girl from fancy nancy who was supposed to be the less fortunate girl. And it was very obvious in her, you know, in the way she dressed and oh, the way um, she acted. It's almost like that. Like, you, you need the dress, the attire to showcase the thing. It can't just be that the person well, speaks and acts in that manner. They
0: couldn't. They clearly couldn't be smart and attractive. <laughs> they couldn't be a smart kid who's also cool. Nope. That's impossible. So obviously, if that way, if your kid, you know, isn't as smart as them, well, but at least I'm not a loser with glasses like that. I don't know. It's a weird thing to keep doing.
1: Yeah, it is. Of course, the stink necklace goes off mm-hmm. and everybody evacuates. And Polly's panicking because her tiny friends are in the drawer with the stink necklace that... You know, it got shoved in there when Gwen had it taken away, like everything else in the show. Yes. So she sneaks back in to get the kids, the tiny children, out of the drawer. And they hide and discover that Miss Fuss has been a crank this whole time because she's lost her shoes.
0: You've skipped an important moment. I'm sorry. When Polly Pocket is jumping, like running away from the group of kids outside the school due to the stink drill. They're all lined up in the you know on the sidewalk like you would after a fire drill. Polly Pocket runs away and Gwen is right there next to her. And a blue jay lands on Gwen's head and then it cuts away. What? <laughs> what? Did you not see that? No. Oh, and Polly Pocket's How like oh, I gotta go. And then she zooms away. A blue like Gwen watches her leave and then a blue jay just lands on her head. <laughs> uh... So I'm part of me assumes that must be like a recurring joke with other episodes that right. maybe like
1: Birds like her, maybe that's like her grandmother's robot or something, but right. out of context. Out of context.
0: amazing. <laughs> I kind of hope that it's not, and that just in this one scene, bird lands on her head. No reason. <laughs> but yeah, then they're in there, and they find out that, because uh, the school gets, things get back to normal, the teacher comes back in, and as you said, we find out that she's been upset this whole time, Miss Foss, because, because so. she lost her shoes.
1: Again, are there any stakes in this show? <laughs> I guess I forgot to mention, I think, at the beginning that they are and the uh, Polly Pockets parents, as well as Miss Fuss and her partner, are entering a dance contest, which is, I guess, why this is supposed to be a big deal.
0: Clearly, you're just not a young girl who understands how important town dance shoes. competitions are. Oh, oh and, and shoes. Oh, my God. Shoes.
1: <laughs> I I mean, I guess where there's competition and superstition involved, I can kind of see that. I sort of.
0: I was glad they didn't go the route of the those shoes weren't lucky um miss fuss
1: you had the talent all along
0: do you have any idea what the first thing that used that trope was the like Are
1: you expecting uh, me to actually no move? no no i just, like i'm just trying like <laughs> i was I have maybe no maybe idea. you
0: heard like you knew like a fairy tale or something like that that had come from but it just it was
1: within you all along
0: yeah i gave you the thing i told you it was magic it wasn't magic
1: yeah it's probably like a disney story or maybe in a, even further back than that like hans christian andersen or something
0: I had a, a book that I got from uh, Borders Books and Music in the 90s that was about a girl with magic ballet slippers. And it came with, cause, oh, it was about a girl with, with, not with magic ballet slippers, with a necklace with a with ballet slippers on it.
1: I had that book because I had the necklace. I did too. That I bought it because I
0: wanted book. that necklace. <laughs>
1: Why did you want a belly slipper necklace? It's I don't adorable. Know.
0: I just wanted it. Oh so I spent like my gift card You're money one so year on getting that. So we have the same look that's so cute. Oh my god.
1: Uh, I I <laughs> come from a family of dancers.
0: Oh right. That's right, you do.
1: My aunt Pat was the dance instructor for like the county, or something ridiculous, like she, like three or four towns in the area. She was like the dance teacher. And she taught all of the dance teachers when I was a kid, who were dance teachers to dance when they were little, and all that. And my dad actually learned to tap from her. Um her brother did. my brothers both did. Um, not like, you know, any regularity, but they all learned and they participated in a couple of her shows and things like that. I, went to one tap class and cried <laughs> <laughs> and got to go home early.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a great tap class
1: because I was terrified of everything when I was little
0: yeah i've I've never been much of a dancer. I don't know if dancing runs in my family. I've heard stories that my dad might have been an okay dancer in his younger days. I've, but those are stories from my mom and my dad, and I feel like maybe they're a little biased,
1: yeah. Probably.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Dad, you're out there listening. Are you a good dancer? Write in. Let us know. (laughs) Sign up for a Twitter account and let us know whether or not you're a good dancer.
1: For this only reason. That will be your only tweet.
0: Yeah. Andrew
1: is a good dancer.
0: No, no, no. Whether he's a good dancer. Oh. No, we know I'm not a good dancer. That's that's common knowledge.
1: I think you're fine.
0: No, you're just distracting because I'm usually holding our son while dancing.
1: Oh, but it's so cute.
0: Yeah, but it's not the same thing as like... I don't know, whatever soul train dancing my dad probably did. (laughs) I'm assuming it's like a soul train dancing.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: The dancing they do in the show is not good.
1: No. And even better than the ridiculous shoe plot, (laughs) the girls are discussing how to help Miss Fuss feel better because they want to go see this movie, the Y-Girls movie, which I'm guessing is supposed to be like Charlie's Angels or something? I'm assuming
0: so, yeah, because they seem like they're spies, maybe.
1: Yeah, um... And so one of them says (laughs) we should help her find her shoes because kindness is the best revenge. And I don't know how to parse that.
0: I I mean, maybe I, I get the idea that like kids don't, don't look for revenge. Be kind to that person because wouldn't that show that you're being the better person, but like children don't work that way.
1: And also kindness is the best. Revenge is not the way to say that it's, it doesn't matter how someone is treating you if you can help them feel better. You should, right? Unless, of course, they're like you know abusing you or something crazy like that. But this is low stakes. This is not what that is <laughs> happening right now.
0: This may be one of the lowest stakes TV shows we've watched. Like for ones, eh,
1: that, I don't know about that, but it's very low
0: for oh, the ones crazy. that actually had stakes at all. Right? Like yeah, th- that true. actually were you know something because something like Word Party doesn't really have I don't know, like
1: Super a... Monsters was pretty low stakes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, i'd forgotten about super monsters
1: they go home to polly's house Mm -hmm. and they instantly google their teacher to look up her shoes which was a weird and amazing thing to happen and do you remember what their ai is called because i'm a little disappointed that we don't have an ai named this
0: uh i don't know i don't remember it's genie that's a good name for an it AI. It
1: really is because you grant it grants wishes, right? Like it answers your questions. So, oh, that's so why smart. didn't we come up with that?
0: Oh, Amazon, you're so dumb that you I, didn't do that? I'm
1: guessing that the the wake word that they chose was chosen because it doesn't sound like a lot of other words, right? Cuz you don't want too many false wake words cuz then it will be listening creepily more than it already is, right? Right. So- <laughs> I'm guessing that's why you
0: couldn't use a word like that. I think you can just call it whatever you want. Because I remember at one point I switched its name to computer. <laughs> so you it... could say computer. <laughs> <laughs> computer, what's five times six?
1: <laughs> I thought there were uh, not important at all. But I thought there were like five wake words to choose from. Maybe
0: that's it. Maybe computer just happened to be one of them. Yeah. But I thought you could. I thought you could customize them with whatever word you wanted. Maybe I'm wrong. This is something we could look up, but we won't.
1: Yep. So they find her shoes uh, through Jeannie. They Why dis-
0: was the question about this mm-hmm. is you come from a world of dance? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess
0: in my mind, now, the way you've described it and what everyone is going to get the impression of that Maine, I is- went
1: to a lot of dance recitals. So Maine close is enough. a
0: world of dancers and snow is basically what people are going to think of. people dancing in the snow, a lot of flannel dancing. They looked up their teacher, and, like in the dance competition, Why would they already have pictures of her costume for an upcoming competition? I'm
1: guessing it wasn't that. Because she made the she made the comment that she one of the reasons she was sad about missing the shoes is because she won the last three competitions in the shoes.
0: Oh, okay. I missed that important piece of plot development.
1: Small town dance competition. You ain't buying a new costume for every you know event.
0: Yeah, I guess. Okay. Okay, that's fine. I I'll accept that.
1: So what is Polly Pocket's solution to the problem?
0: 3D print some shoes and then fly in a drone over to the dance competition.
1: And I see so many problems with this. (laughs) But the biggest one of all is that these are 3D printed shoes. They're going to be craggy Mm -hmm. and brand new and not malleable at all. So if anything... If she do, assuming she doesn't notice immediately after putting them on her feet, she is literally going to die or fail in this competition because of these shoes that you just randomly 3D
0: printed her. Why didn't they just help her look for her shoes? Yeah, there's never any resolution as to where her shoes went.
1: Yeah. And they're bright red sparkly shoes. Do you also remember that she went looking for them at school and she's a sub?
0: Yeah, that's weird.
1: Maybe it was like in her car.
0: Oh, maybe. Yeah. It's very odd. But she's at some point in the future going to find the shoes that she lost and realize that Polly Pocket lied to her about finding the shoes. Yep.
1: And she now has two pairs. It's very strange.
0: Two pairs of shoes, one of which is obviously 3D printed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember my shoes, my lucky dance shoes that have won several competitions and being made of cheap ABS plastic.
1: Mm, it's very strange.
0: At that point, Miss Fuss recants everything she had told polly's parents about her being a shit student as oh no she's wonderful she's she's the best student even though she's not she's objectively not a good student but oh she's she's the best i'm sorry ignore the the previous phone calls the messages i left you about your daughter being a terrible student
1: and oh, you girls are going to the Y Girls movie now that you're not a terrible student? Oh, how convenient. My partner, Emilio Eduardo, whatever his name was, happened to be the dresser?
0: Uh, the stylist. Stylist
1: on the movie, and we have an advanced copy. Borrow it, but don't tell me what happens. <laughs>
0: Which is not the same thing as seeing it in the theaters with your friends. It's absolutely not. Like that's I Also get-
1: advanced copies don't necessarily match up to what they release.
0: No. <laughs> in theaters. And sometimes they have that like big thing in like the corner of the middle. Do is, like, not this copy. is a screener. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we get taken to the end where Polly decides now that they have this screener that she would like to just stay for her parents' dance recital because they always come to her events. Sure. Which is all right, fine. Nah. Um and they have the dance competition and we see a little bit of both Polly's parents and Miss Fuss's routines. These people have animation at their fingertips and can literally draw anything they want. And the dance moves are the most shitty, robotic, (laughs) two-year-old-in-a-tap-class dance moves I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh,
0: There's something so wonderful about adults doing, like, (laughs) two-year-olds-in-a-tap-class dance performances.
1: I would watch this as an SNL sketch. I would never go to a competition where that was a thing.
0: Can you imagine just like a whole row of them all like doing, doing
1: good... The, d- 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 yeah, like like the doing the shuffle step.
0: Doing tea for two or good ship lollipop or uh-huh. something. That's adorable. Especially
1: like you can... I can effectively picture the overweight balding dad in the tutu doing it. <laughs> that would be a thing. Absolutely.
0: It's waving to their kids in the uh, uh-huh. getting distracted...
1: One of my favorite YouTube videos of the past couple years is the dad who has what, maybe like a four-year-old or a three-year-old who's in a ballet class. Mm-hmm. And she's going up on stage. She's terrified of performing. And so he's holding their, I don't know, six-month or one-year-old in his arms and standing next to his three-year-old and doing the moves with her. And he's just in like sh- cocky shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> and he's doing like plies and it's a good dad. pirouettes. And, oh, it's the cutest thing. I love it.
0: That's a good dad right there. Yeah. So did we learn anything from this episode of Polly Pocket? Yeah, you can get away with anything if you 3D print some shoes. <laughs> 3D printing is the future. Uh-huh. It solves all problems. <laughs> I, I was jealous of her, her shrinking power. That I feel like I would enjoy that.
1: Absolutely.
0: That'd be a lot of fun. Just like even just seeing your things from that perspective.
1: Can you imagine having shrinking power right now? We would be able to go places. Like, theoretically, you could make places and then go there and never leave your house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of you, like, taking part of the house and turning it into a downtown. (laughs) like like I was
1: was thinking, like, Polly Pockets. Like, you could make little Polly Pockets and we could just, like, go to our summer home, which is shaped like a shell and (laughs) about
0: 12 by 12. (laughs) Dangle our feet into a tablespoon of water. (laughs) I mean... It's adorable. There's
1: it's, no bugs. No. Uh. It doesn't. No, well, no. There may be bugs. It's temperature controlled. Because we,
0: we still get those almond bugs. Can you imagine one of those things show oh my up? God, that would be terrible. And it's now 15 feet tall. <gasps> we could ride it. This isn't this isn't Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. What if
1: it was though? Because then
0: you'd have the scene where it dies, and you'd be so sad. Oh, it would be sad.
1: Only if it tried to protect us.
0: Did our little guy cry during that scene when the ant died? No. Really?
1: No. Uh, Is he something was...
0: wrong with him? No.
1: He. He cries at other stuff. It's fine.
0: Okay. I, I know. I, I, I know he cries. <laughs> Don't I think worry. It,
1: I think it didn't register for some reason.
0: If he watches Never Ending Story and doesn't cry when Atreyu dies, like, we need to see someone. <laughs>
1: It, I mean, he cried at Fox and the Hound when the fox gets shooed away because he wants the him and right. the hound to be friends
0: and, and like big crocodile tears too. So I think he's fine. He wasn't even crying at the movie. He was crying at it in a Disney sing-along. So, so the only context oh. he had was the two minutes of that song. Oh my God, that's right. There wasn't even like a learning that they were friends or anything like that. Just whatever was happening during You're the Best of Friends.
1: That's amazing. Our sweet little empath.
0: Yeah. Yeah, poor little kid. Is there anything you'd change about the Polly Pocket show?
1: Um, No, I mean, I think, like I said at the beginning, it was fine. Yeah. It, it wasn't, I wouldn't want to rip my eyes out if I had to watch it again, <laughs> or if Sam decided he liked it. But I also, I don't think I've found that many shows in general that I would want to watch actively without Sam in the room. So it hasn't won that award. Either. Okay. So
0: you're, it's not at the point where you're going to be like watching ahead of him. No, no. And then he's just like, mom, don't give me spoilers on the new Polly Pocket. I haven't no. seen it yet.
1: I did feel pretty cool though. Having watched that um Pi Clone Paw Patrol episode before him. <laughs> watch buddy, there's going to be a Py Clone. What's that? <laughs> you're,
0: gonna, you're like the, the parent version of like grabbing his arm. No, look. Yeah. No, you missed the scene. Let's rewind.
1: <laughs> or my my lovely friend from college who used to tell you what was going to happen in the movie about ten minutes before it happened.
0: Well, he wants to make sure you get to see it. Oh, it's so exciting. It's infuriating. because there's that other side of it where you're trying to show, show someone something and they're going to miss the part that's cool and you want like if you don't watch if you're not looking right now you're gonna miss the reason I showed you this video. Right. So it's tough. Nine times out of ten,
1: though, if they're not watching during that part right before the cool part, they're not really interested in what you're showing them anyway.
0: But it's also very awkward to like, if I'm trying to show you a three minute video and at one minute I notice that you don't care anymore. It's very awkward to be like, yeah. uh, you know what? I'm just going to turn this off.
1: Yeah, it's it's pro- definitely not kind of the person you're showing it to to just.
0: Not you know, can attention. we as a society just agree to stop showing people videos actively? Just send them links. <laughs>
1: If they want to watch it, great. If they don't feel like it, that's fine.
0: Yeah. But don't like sit me down and watch a video. Yeah. Because especially, oh my God, if it's like 10 minutes long.
1: Unless it's the Weggy board one.
0: Yeah. The Weggy board's fine.
1: Or the Pregnart.
0: Pregnart's fine. Or the wobbly sausage one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we have we have a little bit of old news to deal with. An important bit of news. Oh. PBS has canceled Caillou. No. Unfortunately the headline that was sent to me yesterday was twenty twenty-one is already looking up. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're not
1: the only ones that hate Caillou.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again, it was they had about twenty-four hours of that being true and then today happened. But
1: Oh God.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's cancelled. I couldn't be happier. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there who are feeling a Sigh of relief.
1: I also feel like we're finally in a place where kids' shows can be good. Yeah. We have everything we need to make them good. Yep. And Caillou continued to not be good anyway.
0: There's a real opportunity for people to just make kids' shows and not have to continue them and not have to like keep following. Like, okay, it didn't work. Just let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. Heck, you can publish it on YouTube first. Mm-hmm. See if it gets a following. Yeah. And then the other piece of news is just a subreddit that the same person, Fierce Mama Lama, turned me on to called The Daniel Tiger Conspiracy. Oh. And I'm not going to spoil anything for everyone out there, but if you're in the mood to read absolutely weird, definitely not safe for work crap about Daniel Tiger <laughs> and just these crazy ideas people are throwing out there, I would check it out. It's, it's a wild ride.
1: Wow. If you had Polly Pockets, or you know how old I was in 1996... <laughs> or you have any feedback about the show or anything you think we should check out next, you can reach out to us on Twitter at STIC podcast on Instagram at screen time is canceled, right? Oh God, I forgot. Okay. (laughs) And our email is screen time is canceled at gmail.com with two L's.
0: It's a new year. It's 2021, as we've alluded to a couple of times, and now's a good time to start setting yourself some resolutions. One of your resolutions could be giving us, and I'm going to steal a line here from an old podcaster, giving us two and two. And this isn't like Chuck Woolery on The Love Connection talking about being back in two and two during a commercial break. I don't know what that means. It's another reference from my dad. He'll get it. Cool. Everyone else can just skip that part. All right. Um, Take two minutes to write a review about us on the podcast network of your choice and tell two friends about us. I like it. Yeah, that was uh, the Skeptoid podcast talked about doing two and two. Yeah, I really liked that, and so I'm stealing it and demanding that you do it. My (laughs) New Year's resolution is to intimidate you into doing that for us. (laughs) So do it now, please. Bye. uh,
1: Bye. Screen time is canceled. Is written and produced by your hosts Andrew and Alan. Our theme music is Winner, Winner by Kevin MacLeod. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you.